At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting you ready for the day in sports betting, this is Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on VEASAN, the sports betting network. I am Mark Zeno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Hour number two of Point Spread Saturday again with you guys till 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 a.m. out on the West Coast. Going to get to Major League Baseball uh, here in just a moment. Wanted to bring this up because this happened late last night. Uh, and you might not have seen it uh, just in reference to the NFL. And we're going to get to the NFL draft odds coming up here uh, next segment. But the NFL has this year decided to go directly head-to-head with the NBA on Christmas Day. Uh, the way the schedule falls this year, this will be week 16 of the NFL season. So they'll have their normal Thursday night game on the 22nd. A bulk of the NFL schedule will be played on Christmas Eve, which is typically what they have done uh, when the NFL, when Christmas falls on a Sunday, the NFL plays all their games on Christmas Eve, with the exception of a night game on Christmas night. Well, they're going to go head to head with the NBA. You know, the NBA starts their Christmas Day slate at noon with five games across the entire day. Well, the NFL is going to put a game on at one o'clock, game on at four o'clock, and a primetime game going up against the NBA. Uh, and the NFL likes to flex them big boy muscles whenever they can. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the two days where America's mostly sitting around with their bellies hanging out and eating way too much food, drinking way too much eggnog in front of their television, the NFL is going to dominate Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. You have to know if Adam Silver had hair, uh, he'd be pulling it out over this. And uh, there's probably steam coming out of his bald head, uh, knowing that the NFL is going to crush the NBA schedule. And I wonder how much it's going to affect the Christmas Day schedule. I really do. Like, I mean, it's it's. You know, the NFL is going to release their schedule coming up here in a couple of weeks. But um, depending on what cities and what markets are playing on in those Christmas Day games may wildly affect what the NBA does. It might not be, you know, your standard Knicks at 12, you know, your, your, your Lakers at some point in time during the day and, and gobbling up those big TV markets because I assume the NFL would put the New York market on on Christmas Day. They'll put the L.A. market on on Christmas Day just to be able to gobble up viewers uh, and to put, you know, uh, another the Knicks against the Jets of the Giants is just a mistake, uh, especially if the Knicks aren't good, which, well, the Knicks haven't been good in quite some time. But again, more time to break this down. Just thought it was interesting. Wanted to share those with you guys uh, as uh, an interesting development going forward. Um, and of course, you know, what better to do on Christmas Day than put a little wager on your favorite 
NBA or NFL team. All right, uh, let's get to Major League Baseball here uh, on the day's slate. Full uh, set of games here, 15 games today, and uh, just a couple of plays that I'm looking at. I have fallen in love uh, with these no runs in the first inning, yes runs in the first inning bets. Uh, again, I said this last week on the show, and I'll say it again. They're systemic. You can play percentages. Uh, I, I like that you can eliminate a ton of variance on this thing. Uh, you'll find out who the good teams are at scoring in the first inning, who the teams who never allow runs in the first inning. You can figure this out and sort of map out a way uh, to try and get as much value as possible. But I've told people, and I'll tell people again, make sure there's a limit to what you're going to pay on the juice. There's going to be very appetizing situations you know, teams that score a ton of runs against bad starting pitchers where you're going to be asked to pay a ton of juice. Uh, don't do it. Uh, figure out a limit of what you can do. And honestly, I mean, you're just not in it. Even if the percentages play out, you're not winning enough money over the long haul, paying 150, 160, whatever it may be, um, where when you lose, you're going to end up losing more money than winning. So Figure out a cap manager bankroll, you know, when you when you do these systemic bets like this. But uh, Atlanta and Miami, um, the first inning under is minus 105 uh, and, and or 108 rather. And Ian Anderson is on the bump for the Braves. He is a much better pitcher at home than he is on the road. Now, he got beat up in his first start at home against the Cincinnati Reds Had a bounce back start, a very good one. Um, against the Dodgers. I think he comes back and has another really good start at home. His opponent's batting average is 207 at home last year. So he certainly knows how to pitch at Truist Park. Uh, this is a Miami team that doesn't score runs in the first inning. Uh, they average just .08 runs in the first inning this year. So you're giving me the Atlanta Braves uh, and the Miami Marlins. Now, the Braves scored a run in the first inning last night. I'll double, double it back uh, and say that they won't score one here in this inning or in this game rather. So I'm going to take the Braves and Miami Marlins uh, first inning under a half run at minus one Oh eight. And Oh, by the way, too, given Ian Anderson in this spot here, I could double down in a certain sense to take the Braves minus a half run in the first five at minus one Oh five. I don't think it's a bad play either. I think that, you know, if Anderson dominates the way I expect him to, and this Braves lineup is a very accomplished lineup that can hit the ball all the ballpark. Uh, they're back home again for for a night game at Truist. So uh, being it is being the fact that it's only a minus one hundred five price. I don't have a problem backing Ian Anderson in both accounts that he can get me through the first inning without giving up a run, and he should be able to dominate uh, a Marlins lineup um, that isn't you know loaded with a, a lot of power. So also the Braves in. The first five at minus uh, a half run uh, over to the White Sox and the Minnesota Twins. Um, this number, this total here set at nine. I'm going to go under and it's minus 115. You're talking about a day game after a night game. The total went under last night in this game. I think it was a 2-1 final. Dylan Bundy is going to start for the Minnesota Twins. His ERA on the year, 0.87. Uh, very, very small. He's given up one earned run in 10 and a third innings on the year. Now, the other part of this for me is that Minnesota is only averaging 3.1 runs per game, and their team batting average at 202, 27th in Major League Baseball. So I'm not really worried, even though uh, the starter for Chicago, I think it's Velasquez here. Let me just double check real quick. I don't want to get too far out over my skis. Yeah, it's, uh, Velasquez is starting for the White Sox, and he hasn't been great this year, but this isn't a Twins lineup that that makes me worried about that. Um, he's going to have to be really, really bad where the Twins are going to score early and often. And and if that's the case, then I ain't got to worry about uh, the under coming in because it's going to end up being over when the Twins score four or five runs in the first two innings anyway. So uh, plus the Chicago White Sox only batting 215 on the year. Uh, that's 22nd in Major League Baseball. Um, and I was kind of surprised this number wasn't at eight and a half, to be perfectly honest. Nine nine seemed a little bit high for me. Uh, and it wouldn't even shock me to see eight because both these teams are only averaging three runs a game. Uh, Chicago a little bit higher, about like 3.4 runs per game so far this year. Total went under last night. Again, day game after a night game, typically a little bit more sluggish uh, for teams you know, to get going on a day game after a night game. So uh, this also wouldn't be a bad Spot to take a first inning under, but it was juice too high for me. 
Um, again, it's one of those things where I just have a limit of what I'm going to pay, and I didn't want to pay it, but it might not be a bad spot as well to look at that first inning under between these two teams. I always look for those spots, day games after night games, especially when the game pushes late. Uh, now, this game starts at 4, so it's not like a, a, a 1 o'clock game versus a, a game that ended late last night, but still, day game after a night game can be a little bit taxing on some of these guys, and you may see some reserves typically when they do that, right? Managers like to do that, put backups in uh, the day game after a night game so they don't push the guys. Um so I can go under nine at minus one fifteen. Uh, a strikeout prop for you that I like today will be uh, we'll go to Toronto and Houston. Jose Arquiti, uh, and this is a purely value play based off of when you shop around uh, what numbers you get. Jose Arquiti is starting for the Houston Astros. His K props all year long have been incredibly low because uh, he's not a big strikeout pitcher. But I saw two different shops. One of them, DraftKings, has Jose Arquiti at three and a half. Under at plus 100. So it's even money. FanDuel had it at four and a half, uh, and it was minus 150. And again, I talk about the juice and what I'm willing to pay. On K props, I'm not paying 150. There's just too much volatility. This is way too much, too many things that I can't eliminate. You know, a guy could dig, get a ball hit off his shin, you know, steps on the mound wrong. I, I mean, you know, uh, has a bad start, gets a twinge in his arm, rain delay. I mean, there's just so many things that could take a pitcher off a of K prop. So I'm not willing to pay minus 150. But when I get minus 150 versus versus plus 100 or even money for a starter in Jose Arquiti, who in his first two starts has only struck out two batters in each of those first two starts, I don't mind coming down a strikeout for even money. This is purely a value play for me uh, based off of the numbers that are everywhere else. Uh, you know, again, I'm surprised that I'm seeing a shop one strikeout different. And and what they're trying to do is bait the the average better in the public who says, well, I don't care. It's four strikeouts. Why would I why would I take four and a half strikeouts versus three and a half strikeouts? Or why would I take three and a half strikeouts versus four and a half strikeouts? Yeah, because they're going to make you pay a premium on it. I'm not going to do that. But when I get even money on it, I'll back the fact that Jose Arquiti isn't going to come up with four K's in this game against the Toronto lineup, who, although it doesn't strike out a ton, they strike out enough because there's enough boppers in that lineup. Um, but Jose Arquiti is not a strikeout pitcher. He's a pitch to contact guy. Uh, and again, he hasn't pitched exactly very long. Hasn't gone more than four innings in either of his first two starts. So um, the other side is that I can hope that Toronto scores runs early and Arquiti isn't around long enough to get four K's. So Arquiti again on DraftKings. Three and a half under at plus 100, even money. Uh, I think it's a great value play there when you look at it, and that's where I would go. Um, you're looking at another strikeout prop that I like. I'm not sure I love yet. I will wait and see what the market does on it, if the number goes in a different direction. But it's Noah Syndergaard of the Los Angeles Angels. He's over five and a half. It's at minus 128. Like minus 125 is kind of like my threshold, right? Uh, paying a buck and a quarter is my threshold on K props. I don't really go above it all that often. But but when I look at a situation where Baltimore strikes up more than any other team in Major League Baseball, they average over 10 Ks a game. Syndergaard is a strikeout pitcher. Uh, it's what he does best. Baltimore got a win last night. Uh, I expect the Angels to be able to bounce back. Baltimore's lineup isn't very good. Uh, so maybe if this number, the, the juice comes down a little bit, I can back Syndergaard at over five and a half Ks. That's where I am in the Major League Baseball slate. We come back. The NFL draft coming up on Thursday. The odds for who will go first and certain players' odds. We'll get to all that coming up next right here on Point Spread Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, 
Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, <laughs> hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. This segment of Betting Across America is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. you tired of the same old, same old when it comes to nicotine? Have you been looking, hoping, wishing for a more satisfying, discreet, or smoke-free way to experience nicotine satisfaction? Just look for three letters, Z-Y-N. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a satisfying, smoke-free, spit-free tobacco alternative. They're available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many, many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. They're available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head over to ZYN.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's Zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. Welcome back into Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. Coming up here in a little more than 15 minutes, we'll talk with Paul Charchian uh, of guillotineleagues.com. We'll go over the NFL draft with him, but we're going to take our look at the NFL draft right now. And again, I'll have all my plays for today uh, in the final segment of the show, as we always do here on Point Spread Saturday and Point Spread Sunday. So stay with us till uh, 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. out on the West Coast. And let's get to the NFL draft coming up on Thursday. Uh, Just look at some odds and some different players who are drafted in different positions and things of that nature. Um, The plays that I like are on specific players in an over under draft slot. For me, I feel comfortable with those sort of uh, draft day bets. Um, But when you look at, you know, the number one overall pick at this point, Aiden Hutchinson is clearly taking um, the reins as the, is the hard favorite here heading to the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, at minus 175 uh, with good reason. There's no reason to believe that he wouldn't be the number one overall pick in in the draft this year. Uh, it would be rather shocking uh, if he's not. The only thing I think that would take him away from that spot uh, with any sort of certainty is the fact that you know somebody may trade with the Jaguars. If they wanted somebody else and wanted to be sure that they were going to get him, somebody may trade with the Jaguars and uh, – and, and not take Hutchinson. Uh, so we'll see how how that plays out. But it looks like Hutchinson is going to be the number one overall pick. When you get to number two, things start to get a little bit interesting. Uh, Trayvon Walker is a name that's been bandied about a lot. Uh, there are people, and I'm always worried about when guys get a lot of late push when it comes to betting on the draft, 
because it's hard to figure out how much of that is white noise, how much of that is agent push, how much of that is uh, teams trying to put, you know, uh, smoke signals out there to to scare teams and whatever it may be. Um, so Trayvon Walker is a guy that has quickly jumped up people's draft boards uh, and has moved himself in at plus 350 for the second overall pick. You know, again, are the Lions immune from trading out of this spot? That's the other thing when you try to nail a a player in a certain position that's really, really tough. Um, because once a trade happens, it, it could be for a completely different reason. Uh, so, you know, uh, I don't know. For me, if I'm looking at Detroit, and I am not the biggest Lions fan, but I would have a hard time believing the Lions, who um, have struggled uh, to protect any quarterback for any considerable length of time, would pass up one of the two top tackles. Now, uh, you look at Dan Campbell, uh, who is the head coach of the Lions. Remember, he used to be a tight end. Um, so blocking is important for, to him, but he's also a guy who talked about biting people's kneecaps. And he made his team really competitive last year and has energized them. But I would have to believe that he's smart enough to understand that offensive lineman would mean more to him than necessarily another pass rusher would. It's hard for people to say that out loud because it does sounds like, no, you need pass rushers. You always need pass rushers. But um, Ika McWanu or, you know, even Evan Neal, you're getting great value with the second overall pick at plus 1,600 and plus 2,000, respectively. To me, uh, I, I, you know, a lot of people don't like taking tackles that high, which is why those numbers are faded. It's easier to take, you know, players that you can quantify their value on. Right. I mean, if I take a Trayvon Walker, I can figure out tackles. I can figure out sacks. I can figure out pass deflections, forced fumbles, whatever it may be. There are no stats for offensive linemen. In fact, the only stat, you know, is when you don't hear the guy's name called, he's really good. That's it. So uh, but still, with both of those tackles there, uh, it may be hard for Detroit to pass up. That's probably the direction I would go in a number two. If you're forcing me to make a bet, I take one of those a flyer on one of those two guys just because the return and the value is there. Um, and then you kind of have to play out how the rest of the draft goes for you from that standpoint and where you're going to go third, because uh, even at that, you see the number for Evan Neal go from 2000 uh, plus 2000 of the second overall pick to plus 350. Uh, you see uh, Ekamik Wanu go from 1600 to plus 250, thinking that one of those guys will go third to the Houston Texans. Um, again, you know, what does Houston want to do? They have a new head coach in Lovey Smith. He's a defensive guy. Are they more likely to take defensive guys than offensive guys? I would look, that's a spot I'd look at uh, Trevon Walker at plus 600 or Kayvon Thibodeau at plus 800. See if he goes there. Um, you know, that's the, the other part that I try to look at what, what, it, what a coach does in their mentality of it. So I think that those are, are, um, not bad options given the value at six to one and eight to one for Walker, uh, and Thibodeau. Uh, and if Aiden Hutchinson is still there, dear Lord, well, somebody made a mistake and is going to get fired at some point in the near future. But as I said earlier, the plays that I like to make are a given player in a given position. Uh, again, so you look at Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, he is uh, at, at four and a half uh, with it juiced to the under uh, minus 158 versus plus 118. Now, if you get one of those two tackles to go in the first two or three positions, there's a chance that that could go over four and a half for Kayvon Thibodeau. But you need one of those tackles to go. Because if you get a run on defense, 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 it, Thibodeau's one of the guys going before before four shows up. It's just going to happen that way. Um, and whereas if one of the tackles is taken, a team may feel like, well, we wanted this guy uh, and we need offensive line help, you know, take, take who, who's at four, uh, uh, whether it's who's after the Texans, I can't remember, but regardless, you know, uh, if the Texans take an offensive lineman, whoever's at four, I, I wanted that guy. We, we let's go get the other one. Um, you know, they may be sitting in that scenario there where they're happy with it. A name that has gotten a lot of traction, uh, is Ahmad Gardner sauce Gardner, as they call him. Uh, he is at five and a half juice slightly to the under at minus minus one twenty two uh, over his one Oh eight. He's likely to be the first cornerback off the board, the first defensive back off the board. And let me just pull up that number real quick of where he is as the first uh, defensive back. Yeah, he's minus 500 as the first defensive back to go, uh, Sauce Gardner is. So um, when I look at his draft position, uh, I would actually play the over here and thinking that I think one of those offensive linemen goes in the top four. Uh, and I would tend to think that if – if Trayvon Walker goes in the top three, 
Thibodeau isn't making it out of five and vice versa. If Thibodeau goes Walker, I don't think makes it out of five. So if I get one offensive lineman taken and then I get defense, defense and defense, that leaves a window of one pick for Gardner to go one pick. Uh, and, and again, could it be another offensive lineman? Could even a quarterback sneak into the top five? Probably not. I think that's probably wishful thinking at that point in time, but still, um, the other offensive tackle could go. That's kind of the way I see it going. But but Sauce Gardner at over five and a half at minus one hundred eight, uh, I don't think is a bad play. Again, a lot of people have him projected in the top five. I get it, but there is a a bunch of other defensive names out there. And what GMs have to weigh out really is after you know, there's a lot of defensive players and, and defensive ends in this draft. After you get past Aiden Hutchinson, what's the drop-off between Hutchinson and Walker? And then Hutchinson and Thibodeau. And then when you start to get past that um, versus the drop-off versus uh, Jermaine Johnson, right? Like, those are the things that GMs have to figure out and how much they're going to value guys. So, for example, Jermaine Johnson is sitting at nine and a half for his draft position. Um, And and that's a, a big fall. But, you know, at, under that, at minus 102, over is 130, if all those other three and four guys go, if, if uh, Hutchinson, Thibodeau, Walker all go, the next best pass rusher on the board is him. And so taking the under in that spot there is me because once the, it's much like your, your ridiculous fantasy football draft. Once the run starts, everybody gets nervous and everybody gets in. And so teams will react. Uh, and and have to do it. There, you know, patience in the draft is something that is a skill that's learned. Uh, not everybody has it and, and, and understands how to do it. So when the run starts, it comes pretty quick. Uh, and I don't think under for Jermaine Johnson is a bad play either at nine and a half. Again, especially when you're basically getting even money uh, and they're not asking for any juice. To me, it's see the value in all that. So uh, those are the kind of plays that I like. I mean, you know, again, uh, first wide receiver off the board, Garrett Wilson versus uh, Drake London. You know, that's going to be interesting. He's getting plus money for under 10 and a half. Uh, I think he actually goes before Garrett Wilson. It'll be interesting to see just a bigger body. Uh, guys, uh, GMs fall in love with big bodied wide receivers, and, and London is certainly is that. So, uh, but getting plus money at under 10 and a half, not a bad play either. All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to talk uh, more NFL draft as we are joined by Paul Charchian. Uh, we'll discuss the NFL draft and positions next right here on Point Spread Saturday. I'm Mark Zeno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno. You're watching and listening to VEASAN, the Sports Betting. Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno with you guys till 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. I'll also be back tomorrow for Point Spread Sunday, doing it all over again. Appreciate you guys starting your Saturday morning with me as we get you set for the day in the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and the NFL Draft coming up here this Thursday right in Las Vegas. And joining me now, uh, Paul Charchian. GuillotineLeagues.com as we look at the NFL draft. Paul, good morning and welcome. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, good to meet you. I think you're the last person to, to, to meet for me at Visa. I've talked to him, I think everybody else. And man, my scruff game has got a long way to go. Jeez, you are rocking scruff. Oh, if I had known, it's, I'd have just shaved it clean, Mark. It, it's it's the Italian in me that uh, that that allows hair to grow uh, at a rapid rate on places in your body that you don't expect. So uh, I have a little bit of a slight edge. <laughs> Just to be over for me uh, on body hair. Uh, anyway, I, I digress. Nonetheless, uh, Adrian, <laughs> Aiden Hutchinson has taken over as the hard favorite here as the number one overall pick. I mean, barring a trade for something crazy, I don't see it going any other way. Do you? Trayvon Walker's in play here, but I think that's the only other play. And just from a betting standpoint, I don't think I'd touch Trayvon Walker at only plus two hundred. I don't think I don't think that's a play here because Hutchinson's the overwhelming favorite. So I don't I don't I don't think I would go any other direction here. And Hutchinson makes um, does make sense. Where Jacksonville could get a little squirrely, and it and it, it 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 makes a certain amount of sense. 
you just put the number one overall pick into Trevor Lawrence. You maybe you want to do a little more to solidify his offensive line. Could go tackle here, but there's no tackle that grades out where Hutchinson does. So the presumption is that they're going to let that position slide to probably round two. Well, you mentioned tackle, and and I just said last segment that that's where I'd put my value on for the second overall pick. You know, again, I I look at coaches and how they build their teams and how they build their rosters. Dan Campbell, for as much as he wants to bite kneecaps uh, and he feels like a defensive guy in the way he speaks, <laughs> the former tight end. Uh, he knows the value of blocking up front. He knows how important it is, and he, th- he knows if he has to have a chance, he's got to get an offensive lineman that can anchor his offensive line, whether it's Eka McWanu or Evan Neal. Uh, when you look at the value for those guys at two at plus 1,600 and plus 2,000, for me, it's hard to pass up for those guys as the number two overall pick. Yeah, but, but Mark, they already got three first-round picks on their offensive line, including both tackles. So I, to me, I just I think that would be a luxury move for sure, and this is a bad defense, and it feels like being able to go with Trayvon Walker or uh, or Kayvon Thibodeau makes a lot of sense here at the end when, you know, Michael Brockers is very, very long in the tooth, and the other defensive end most people can't, probably can't even name, Charles Harris. So, yeah, I, I think DN to me is, is, is the chalk here, and I think that makes sense. But how about, let me give you another one. As a possibility, if you're just looking at odds, the number two overall pick slot Sauce Gardner might be the highest rated player on the board at that point, just from a sheer, you know, like best player available standpoint. He's the best cornerback in this draft. It's not close. He's plus 1,200. And this is a team that has no functional cornerbacks, even though they put a draft pick into cornerback as recently as uh, three drafts ago. But Jeff Okuda's never worked out. He's been hurt his whole career. They don't know if they got anything, any return on that. Sauce Gardner, from a betting standpoint, plus 1,200. To me, super compelling at, at those odds. Yeah, I talked a lot about his draft position being at uh, at at four and a half or five and a half, rather, uh, for where he is, um, and it's juiced to the under. Obviously, uh, it's interesting because again, I feel like if you get one of those tackles, offensive tackles, to go in the top three, uh, that pushes one of the other defensive guys out of the top mm-hmm. three, and now that's really only one draft position that's left. And who is sitting at five? Well, of course, it's the uh, you know the, the perfect New York Jets who can screw anything up. But you know, I mean, it's one of those deals where I just sort of look at the situation there, uh, and, and I don't mind the value on the over with Sauce Gardner. It's just, it's really really hard to see DBs go that high in the draft, regardless of how they're graded out. It's just one of those positions, much like tight end. Until last year, you don't see them go in the top five all that often. Yeah, that that is true, but it's also become much more of a passing league, and and corners have just become really, really valuable in a way that they haven't been uh, uh, in the past. And if there was another cornerback that was closer, I might be more inclined to think that that Sauce Gardner drops a few spots, but he's just so much better than every other cornerback in this draft that I I think he ends up feeling requisite of pick two, pick three, pick four in this draft. All right, let's talk quarterbacks here. Malik Willis is the favorite to be the first quarterback selected. Uh, I, I don't know where he goes, uh, and it's really hard to figure out because I think one, if, if they fall out of the top 10, Paul, I feel like those guys aren't going until the 20s. There will be a quarterback taken in the first round. We're not going to have no quarterback taken in the first round because worst case, somebody will trade back in at the end of the first round just for the fifth-year option. Right. Like that's going to happen for one of those teams at the top of the draft that needs a quarterback, whether it's Houston, whether it's Carolina or whatever. So there will be one taken in the first round. Just a question of where. So how do you grade out the quarterbacks and where they may go from a draft position standpoint? Most people think at least one quarterback will go in the top half of this draft. I don't think one will because nobody should. It's there's no quarterback that's requisite of being taken in the first half of the first round by talent. But it's the quarterback position, and people always reach for the quarterbacks, and I I totally get that. And picks five through nine are all teams that need quarterback help. And for that matter, so does uh, 11, Washington. So you can make a case that somebody's going to go in there. And probably somebody does, but it's a reach no matter who goes there. There's no quarterback that belongs in, in that kind of range. And we're this quarterback class sitting in last year's draft. Mark, none of these guys would probably wouldn't even be first rounders. Uh, there wouldn't be a first rounder from this year because of the last year had so many first rounders. This year wouldn't have none of these guys would be going in the first round. Malik Willis, I've got the first guy off the board. I don't have him going, and this is a lot of what you're thinking too. I have him going 19 to New Orleans. I think there's a real chance that just the talent just doesn't line up 
for teams to spend early picks on quarterback. And I know everybody reaches, but it doesn't mean that they're absolutely going to here when there's other good players that well, far better players that are going to be on the board for teams that need help other places and totally agree on what you're saying about drafting into the bottom, uh, hitting the bottom of the draft. If anybody slides a reasonably talented quarterback slides to the bottom. Somebody will probably draft up or maybe Detroit uses 32 on a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's a, there's a myriad of possibilities uh, and again, philosophically, just side note, I have such a, it's so flawed to me to say that, like, if a first round quarterback is there at eight, well, I'm not going to take him at eight, but I'll take him at 17 uh, because he grades. If he's a first round quarterback and you're going to expend a first round draft pick on him, you take him at the first available opportunity. There's, I, you don't wait for the prom queen to ask you out, right? Like you, you, <laughs> the first available opportunity, you go ask the prom queen out. Like it's it just, I think it's bad philosophy from a standpoint. It's counterintuitive, but a whole different conversation. Let's talk wide receivers here. Um, Drake London to be the first wide receiver off the board is getting plus two forty. Uh, I know everybody's an Edward Garrett Wilson, but Drake London is a big body wide receiver. Teams fall in love with big bodied wide receivers. And so uh, is there any chance that it's not Garrett Wilson as the first wide receiver off the board? I think there is because what Drake London gives you is a guy who's ready to, he's the most ready to start player in this draft wide receiver in this draft. So if you, if you want to pick a guy who is uber productive and can just walk onto the field and go make an impact in week one, he's as ready as anybody. And so then you look at, at at wide receiver needy teams beginning with Atlanta at pick eight, and you start saying, well, okay, he makes sense at eight. He could make sense. Atlanta wants a receiver that could walk on the field now and, and be a potential starter. Jets could use a guy like that. Washington could use some help as well at 11. Those are all potential landing spots for really any receiver. But I think all those teams could would really like to have a guy that can hit the ground running. And for teams that don't already have a big-bodied physical receiver, that makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, if you're Washington, Terry McLaurin's not that guy. So, you know, now you can get you can get somebody who can bring you speed and all the moves and the route running that McLaurin gives you in the hands, and you can marry him up to a guy like Drake London with the big body who boxes out and wins all the contested catches. So I, I don't have him going as the first overall receiver, but that's the scenario where he can go. I still think Garrett Wilson goes first. I think he should go first. But after Garrett Wilson... Man, the rest, the rest of the wide receiver class, there's a bunch of guys that all are really in a, in a similar bunch, and you can make a case for Drake London to really be a, a potentially one and easily number two. Uh, real final question here about numbers of wide receivers drafted in the first round. I'm seeing six and a half as the total. Could you get that many? I feel like that's a high number. No, it is. It's a high number. I, I don't think it's going to be that high. And it's in part because this, you know, we've had these massive wide receiver drafts with incredibly talented players, and most of them have worked out well. Uh, but Wilson, Williams, Burke, Olave, London, those five feel pretty comfortable. Now you need somebody and maybe two guys to sneak in after that. Dotson, Moore, Pickens. I'm, I just I don't feel comfortable with that. I take the under. Here's Paul Charchian at guillotineleagues.com. Thanks so much for stopping by, Vison this morning. Appreciate the draft analysis. Stay well and enjoy the draft. Yep, great to meet you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, final segment of the show coming up here next. I will break down all of my selections for the day, my entire card, both in the NBA playoffs and Major League Baseball. We're going to do all that here on the final segment of the show. Uh, be back tomorrow as well on Point Spread Sunday. Do this all over again with you guys. So certainly appreciate uh, you guys spending your Saturday morning with me here on VSIN. Follow me on Twitter at Mark Zinno. Back final segment of the show up next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Point Spread Saturday on VSEN, the sports betting network. Beeson is all in for the draft next week in fabulous Las Vegas. We have a draft special preview show tomorrow at 6 p.m. Tim Murray and Sean King will break down all the first round prospects and props. Expert guests include legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger, former NFL GM Michael Lombardi, and former NFL lineman and TV host Mike Golick and his son. Beeson's draft preview special is tomorrow at 6 p.m. exclusively on Vston, and don't forget to download our NFL draft betting guide featuring best bets, mock drafts, and everything you need to score big this draft season. Download it for just ten dollars today. Go to Vston.com/draft for more information. Welcome back in to Point Spread Saturday on Vston, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Mark Zinno. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zinno, M-A-R-K-Z-I-N-N-O. I appreciate you guys uh, joining me here on Point Spread Saturday and starting your Saturday morning with us. My full card coming up here just a moment. Uh, and again, make sure you guys stay locked into VSIN throughout the rest of this week as we get set for the NFL draft. It's going to be uh, a big night in Las Vegas, and we certainly appreciate uh, you guys choosing VSIN as part of your draft coverage. So stay locked in with us. We've got a lot of great coverage coming forward. Uh, let's look at games in the NBA and Major League Baseball today and plays that I am on. Uh, Starting uh, with the NBA, Dallas and Utah. This number has ballooned up in favor of the Jazz. Uh, It's now up to plus six. I still can't seem to figure out this series all that well, considering that Utah is leading in pretty much every major category offensively. Shooting percentage, free throw percentage, rebounding points in the paint where they're dominating. They have absolutely left Dallas in the dust. Dallas really is only taking advantage in two spots. One, that's three-point shooting, which sometimes is enough, uh, and their ability to hold on to the basketball. The the. The Mavericks have not turned the ball over, and they're taking it away from the Utah Jazz. That said, in three games so far, Utah is not separated from the Mavericks by in any size, way, shape, or form without Luka Doncic. So if you're going to continue to give me six points with the Dallas Mavericks, I'm going to continue to take it. Uh, I, I don't see a reason not to at this point, um, unless Dallas just has a completely poor offensive game where nothing falls and they're, they, they get blown out. I don't see why Dallas doesn't cover this. Um, it doesn't, you know, it, of course, it's never that simple, but objectively, again, uh, this is a spot here where Dallas's defense is as good as advertised. They were that way all year long, even without Luka, they've been good in this series. So six points feels like too many for the Jazz to be laying. Uh, I'm going to back the, uh, the the Celtics here getting three against Brooklyn. I've taken the dog in the first two games in this series, uh, obviously get the split you know, it should have been a, a 2-0 sweep for the dog. Uh, the fact that Brooklyn 
uh, went one for 17. KD and Kyrie did in the second half of that game uh, with the lead that they had was uh, was rather disappointing to to Brooklyn Nets backers. But I'm going to take the points on both sides in this series. You, you feel like every game is going to be a one possession, two possession game at most. Uh, and so from that standpoint, I'll take the points with the dog. The Celtics have led in every major offensive category. The only advantage that Brooklyn has had is in three-point shooting. You look at KD and Jason Tatum, both averaging 25 points per game throughout this series, except KD is doing it on 30% shooting, Jason Tatum doing it on 41% shooting. You get the sense that maybe the role of sticking with Jason Tatum and defending him is starting to wear a little bit on Kevin Durant. Uh, Going to back the Grizzlies today. As well against the Minnesota Timberwolves, I'll lay the three points here. For me, after you have a comeback like that, momentum stays on your side. And the only way to take it back is with a veteran experienced team who knows how to discard the emotion of that loss at home uh, with a big lead that the Minnesota Timberwolves had. I don't believe Minnesota has the emotional maturity as a team to be able to do that. Uh, you get a player like John Moran who had a triple-double again, uh, just, you know, uh, will put the team on his back. They've got a lot of, uh, you know, alternate scoring in that game with the other teams. And so, uh, I, I, with the other players, rather, I feel just like that bet. The Grizzlies right now will use that win and elevate uh, in a short enough number that I can back Memphis here. Uh, I give Minnesota a lot of credit. They've played well, but... Um, the games that they have lost, or at least the other game that they had lost, the Grizzlies were in full control, uh, and, and Minnesota could not keep up, and I kind of expect it being that way. If, if Memphis gets out to an early lead in this game, they may never have to look back, honestly. Um, they, they may be in a position where uh, emotionally Minnesota doesn't know what to do. If I was the Grizzlies, that's the way I'd plan this. I'd try to start as fast as possible uh, and score as many points as early as possible in this game because uh, I want to take – any sort of sign that Minnesota believes they can get back in this thing out early. And if they do that, I think they're on their way to an easy win and an easy cover. Uh, Minnesota would need to start fast in this one to sort of keep up and make sure that they can control the pace in their favor. From the NBA, switch over to Major League Baseball. Uh, as I've said repeatedly, I am in love with the first inning over-under bets uh, of a half run. Uh, I think they're systemic. I think they're, they're, the percentages will bear itself out over the course of the season if you stick to them. But like I've told everybody repeatedly, find a number you're comfortable as far as the juice that you're going to pay and don't break from it no matter what the situation is. Over the long haul, the percentages won't help you if you're paying X amount of juice or over a certain amount of juice on a routine basis. So uh, you're only going to end up breaking even at best. And, and it's just not a good recipe for uh, for making money over the long haul. That said, uh, I, I played this yesterday. It didn't work out in my favor. I'm going to go back to the well again today with Atlanta and Miami in the first inning under a half at minus 108. Atlanta scored a run in the first inning yesterday. And that's really the only threat here because I feel like Atlanta with Ian Anderson on the mound, whose home road splits have been uh, incredibly fortuitous at home for him. He had a bad first start of the year at home. He, had a, he redeemed himself out on the road in his second start of the year. I think it'll carry over back to Truist Park where he's a lot more comfortable here uh, in his third start of the season. Ian Anderson last year at Truist Park only allowed opposing teams to bat 208 against him. So I don't think the Marlins are going to do anything in the first inning here unless Anderson is really bad. And even in his last start, he wasn't really bad in the first inning. He, he got touched up in the third and fourth innings, uh, and it all fell apart for him. So that said, uh, I feel confident that Miami's not going to score because Miami is one of the lowest-scoring first-inning teams in the league this year, averaging just .08 runs in the first inning so far behind the Baltimore Orioles, the lowest-scoring uh, first-inning team. Can Atlanta score in the first inning? I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping not. Uh, that's really the only concern here. But when I'm getting at minus 108, uh, the price I'm paying, I don't mind paying it at all. And I'll roll the dice that the Atlanta Braves, who did it yesterday, won't do it in back-to-back -back days in scoring in the first inning here. So we'll take Atlanta and Miami. Plus, I can double down in this game here. I like Ian Anderson in the start against a very sort of a lackluster Miami lineup. Uh, first five, minus a half run for the Braves at minus 105. Again, it's a value play at minus 105. I'm not paying a lot of juice uh, for the Braves to get through a lead in the first five inning at home against the Marlins team that isn't very offensive-minded and a pitcher who's very comfortable at home uh, and strikes out a, a, a good amount of batters or at least is a decent strikeout pitcher. So uh, I can back the Braves in that same spot. White Sox and Twins. 
Under nine as the total in this game is where I'll go at minus 115. It's a day game after a night game. Total went under last night. Dylan Bundy starting for the Minnesota Twins. His ERA, .87. Uh, He's given up just one run in 10 and a third innings this year. Minnesota's offense is not good. Uh, They only average 3.1 runs per game. And their batting average at 202 uh, is 27th in Major League Baseball. The White Sox, not a good hitting team so far this year. As well, uh, a 215 batting average. That's 22nd Major League Baseball. Again, you're getting an afternoon game uh, in Minnesota outdoors. Not exactly going to be uh, the most glorious weather. And um, I, I think that when it comes to that whole scenario at nine, you know, when I'm looking at the total here, uh, it's a little inflated. Both these teams average just about three runs per game or a little bit over three runs per game. The White Sox do a little bit better than the Twins do. So nonetheless, I'll take the uh, under nine here in that spot. I have a K-prop for you. I'm going to go to Toronto and Houston. Jose Arquiti, and again, this is a pure price value play for me. Jose Arquiti of the Houston Astros, not a very good strikeout pitcher. In both of his starts, he's lasted four innings, uh, and he only has two Ks in each of his first two starts. He's got four total Ks on the year. You shop around, you look at his K-prop, Uh, On FanDuel, it's four and a half, and the under, you're going to pay minus 150. Uh, Just not going to pay that kind of juice on K-Props ever. There's way too much variance uh, for me. But at at DraftKings, rather, it's under three and a half at even money. I'll take the even money. I'll go under for not a very good strikeout pitcher against a lineup in Toronto that could put Urquidy out of the game very, very quickly. So uh, I look at that spot right there when I'm paying even money. I don't need the extra strikeout for a guy who's not a very good strikeout. But if he gets four strikeouts and lands directly on four, oh, well, <laughs> it happens. Welcome to gambling. Uh, but I'm going to take the even money and go under three and a half Ks for a guy that only averages two strikeouts a start. I don't expect him to be in the game very long. So those are my NBA and Major League Baseball picks for today. Give me a follow on Twitter at Mark Zeno. Love to hear from you guys and interact with you. Please feel free to ask me any gambling questions that you have. I'll do my best to help you out. Whenever possible, I'll be back tomorrow on Point Spread Sunday right here, 8 a.m. Eastern, 5 a.m. Pacific. Make sure you guys join me then. Good luck with all of your bets, all of your plays, all of your picks today. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have a great Saturday. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.